0: stand to your feet. We are going to get started this morning. Welcome to those of you viewing live right now during this rainy day. For those of you that brave the weather, we are so glad that you are here. Come on, let's just worship Him. Amen. Miracles when you move, such an easy thing for you to do. Your hair is moving right now. You are still showing up at the tomb of every Lazarus and your voice is calling me out and right Ron- The battle no you never lost a battle and I know i know you never win That's right. you can do all things everything's possible by the power of the Holy ghost Jericho battle I know you never will, Lord. You'll never, never fail us. Thank you for that promise, God. our faith to believe in God, with you beside us, leading us, within us, God, as our God. I would be hopeless without your goodness. I would be desperate without your love. For was greater.
1: Give him a shout of praise this morning. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Thank you, God, that you are victorious over every situation, over sickness, over death, over problems. God, you are God and there is no other. Amen. Amen. Anybody excited to be here this morning? Anybody excited to worship Jesus this morning? He deserves it. He's worthy of it. He is everything I mean when we get a hold of, of, of Christ of what he is and what he does in our lives there's nothing else there's nothing else that satisfies I was listening to a guy on a podcast earlier uh, this week and he was talking about how he made all this money seven figures when he got to seven figures he thought he would he would be satisfied that he'd be fulfilled but he he still felt empty and it wasn't until he he gave his life to Jesus that that emptiness was was filled. There's a God-shaped hole inside of each and every one of us that only Christ can fill, and he is everything. He is everything. Amen. Amen. Let's pray to close out worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time. We worship you. We adore you. We love you. God, if there's anyone in this room or anyone watching live right now, Father, I ask that you would touch them. Those that have questions, those that feel unfulfilled, those that have Issues, those that are struggling and trying to cope with different things. Jesus, lead us, guide us, minister to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you say hello to somebody around you before you take a seat? Give us a thumbs up online. Fist bump, if you can find the fist bump emoji. So excited to be here in person and online. His mercies are new every single morning. Great is His faithfulness. One of the amazing things about coming to church is it's a new day, right? It's a new day. Every single day we get a fresh start in the Lord. Amen, amen, amen. It's been a great week. God is good. Anybody excited for spring? Warmer weather? Yeah? How many of y'all had to break out your lawnmower over the weekend? Anybody do that? Yep. Yeah, that's always fun. That's why you have teenagers. Uh, So glad to have you here. If you're a a guest with us, first, second, or third time, welcome. Um, I do want to point out as a guest, kind of some of your next steps that you can do. We have a new here card. We'd love to know that you're here. We'd send you a note of, of thanks if you want to fill that out. We also have guest gifts right here. If you're here in person, right here at the back um, on your right, you're, feel free to grab one of those. Normally, Pastor G will be, is back there, but he's out of town this weekend. So we'll try to have somebody back there. But if not, and you're on your way out and you're in a hurry, just grab one and go. We just want to say thank you for coming. Um, and if you're online as a guest um, and you want one of those gifts, just let us know. We'll, we'll somehow get it to you. But uh, thank you for being here. We're so excited. Another next step that you can have as a guest is we have a class called Next Steps or Start Here. Um, and it will happen next week in, uh, in this reception room right back here. So if you want to come a little bit early next week at 930, um, we'll be in there talking about kind of the mission and vision of Christian Fellowship Church and what we're all about if you're interested in that. I also want to take a moment, give opportunity for everyone to give, give back to the Lord of your tithes, your offerings, your first fruits. We do that online or in person. You can drop it in the drop boxes at the back. Um, the ushers will have buckets on your way out that they'll be holding that you can drop that in as well. Support the mission. We rely heavily, uh, solely actually, on your, your donations and your, your giving and your generosity. And we're very thankful for that. Very appreciative for everyone that chooses to uh, invest in the kingdom of God and what God is doing at Christian Fellowship Church and in our community. Amen. All right, we have a couple quick announcements on the screens. If you'll turn your attention there and then Pastor Cory will be right up. What's up, guys? We are super excited that you are here with us today. We have just a few announcements for you. First off, start here. It's going to be next Sunday at 9.30 back in reception. If you're staring at us on the screen right now, it's in the room back at the back of the, uh, the gymnasium back there greg key is going to be back there if you have any questions if you're new if you just want to find out something that we're doing and why we're doing it go back out there and greg can answer any of those questions all right guys also on the 21st we're going to have a serve here um sunday where we are gonna if, if you've been interested you've maybe been to start here and you're like what what i want to do more i want to be involved more this is the way to do it serving um and so be thinking, be praying, and we are so excited to have a serve here. Get some new volunteers. We love our volunteers. We could not function as a church without our volunteers. And so, if you're interested, that'll be next Sunday as well. And then, Easter. It is coming so quick, guys. And this year, we are going to have two services, eight and 10, right here. We are so excited to have Easter in our building finally. So, you will not want to miss it. That's it. We love you guys. Pastor Corey's coming up soon. Bye.
2: Where is it? You're wondering, and I don't know either. Hold on. You give somebody the day off, and then you've got to move your own table. Um, look, we can't miss that. that I mean, this is, this is like the – I like this part right here. Did we turn off the sound? Don't tell me we turned off the sound to the computer. I'm just going to, all right, all right. No, no, I can't stop it. Stop. There we go. Okay. Golly, I can't get things to work this morning. Oh, uh, it is great to be up here this morning, guys. I, I, like uh, like we've been talking about for the last few weeks, we're, we're in a series called The Power of Love. And... Uh, uh, I, we, we talked about something. Kimmy brought something up in the video that I, I want to reiterate for you guys. So what happening, what's happening is we're talking about the power of love, the power of God's love. And the reason we're talking about the power of God's love is because what's supposed to happen? We're supposed to emulate that love, right? So we're talking about the power of love, the love that we're supposed to emulate right up until Easter so that you have the opportunity to invite, to show that love to friends and neighbors. I read a, uh, an interesting article this week that said something to the effect of uh, your neighbor. I mean, it was specific about like your next door neighbor that doesn't go to church. Um, currently, it's, they did a study and, and it was, I forgot the high percentage that it was, but it, it was said that more people would show up to church if they actually had a personal invitation from a neighbor. Guys, that's on us. And look, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, everybody in Paris has to come here. There's phenomenal churches all throughout the area. But a lot of people aren't going. A lot of people don't know or, or don't necessarily feel welcome to a new building, a strange building. And it's weird. You walk into a, a new place and new people, and it, it can be different. But if you have somebody that cares, that's what we talked about last week. The power of love, love cares. Um, so it's the love that we're supposed to emulate. So guys, I, we're going to be doing a, a series on Easter um, called This Changes Everything. And, and look, it, it really is the opportunity for, for those that have questions, those that are, are still just uncertain about what Christianity is and, and what it means in our life, but then as well for us, there's, there's questions that arise in our lives, these things that, that cause us to, to doubt, to wonder, to question. Well, in this series, This Changes Everything is going to be answering, I say all, most of those questions. We're going to dive right into those questions. So please, guys, invite your neighbors, invite your friends, tell them to bring their questions, bring their doubts, bring their concerns, bring it all. And let's just study. Let's look at the Word of God and let's look at if, because if, if this is real, if, if the Bible's real, guys, if, if, if what the Word of God says is true, then it changes everything. It changes everything um, so to, to continue on with our series today guys um, I want to remember part of our our uh, our, our main verse this, this well, it's not just our main verse it's our most popular verse John 3 16 and last week we talked about for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son it was this 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 idea that love cares And John 3.16 shows that God loved, he had compassion on us, so much so that he sent his only son. Today, though, I'm going to concentrate on that and show another aspect of God's love. And what we're going to title today, guys, is Love Gives. Next week will be Love Hurts. No, I'm kidding. No, no, just just Love Gives this week. Uh, Love Gives. And something that I think that we all need to acknowledge is that every single one of these including last week and and even going forward what you're going to notice is that these aren't natural responses we're not naturally inclined to caring if somebody does you wrong if somebody's even purposefully done you wrong our natural response is probably quite the opposite of caring for that person Right, but but Jesus shows this, this showed that, and he even said, like, even when we were still yet sinners, with with no guarantee that we would accept this love that He was extending to us, He still died for you and I. He still gave. He still cared. He still showed compassion. So these things, our, our natural tendencies, is not toward um, giving. I mean, let's be real if, if you if you know a, a child's like first word mama or dada, right second third word is <laughs> Some of you are maybe a little too quick at that It's mine. I, I look, generosity giving it's not a natural response. What is is I need to hold on to this But even if we do everything else right but we miss it in this area. If we miss it in this giving, this love gives area, then, then we're going to miss out on the complete understanding of the power of love. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 7 says this. Just as Paul was writing to the church in Corinth, he says, just as you excel in everything. So, so Paul's saying there's a lot of areas that you're doing really well. There's, there's things that you're doing really well. But just as you excel in everything, you excel in your faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see to it also that you excel in the grace of giving. See to it also that you excel in the grace of giving. You may be doing well, but but do you operate in all that God has for you? Do you excel in the grace of giving? And so what I want to do today is, is to, to kind of uh, look at this idea that, that love gives. I, I want to study through Scripture. There's a lot of times we see references to what's known as sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. And, and so I want to kind of explore through Scripture this sowing and reaping because there's so many references to sowing and reaping, and each time it correlates with giving. There's two extremes, though, that I think... Um, kind of come up when, when you start talking about giving. A- and people's minds, especially within Christian circles, I- immediately we, we have this idea of pendulum swings and we go fanatical. And, and so there's, there's two teachings that I would say are two extremes that are, are uh, I would dare even say, completely unbiblical. They're based on truth, but then they move into just heresy. The first one you'll hear a lot of people uh, referred to as prosperity gospel. It's, it's this... Um, It's a distorted, false teaching that that, that basically says, if you have enough faith, if you have enough faith, then then everybody gets a Rolex, right? Look under your chairs, you get a Rolex. You get a Rolex, we all get Rolexes. Um, Man, if you have enough faith, God will make you rich. That's not a true and biblical teaching. In fact, there's a great passage, Luke 12, Jesus said this. He said, watch out be on your guard against all kinds of greed because a man's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions a man's life does not consist in just the abundance of his possessions there's so much more to life so the prosperity gospel it's a it's a false stretch of god's teaching but it doesn't it doesn't discount the truth that what you give god still multiplies the flip side of that teaching, the other extreme is, is what is referred to as, as a poverty gospel. That extreme is, is more of, like, if you have anything at all within your life, then you must not be righteous. If you have anything, then you're unrighteous. If you hold on to wealth, then you're unrighteous. But it's not, it's not what you have that makes you righteous or unrighteous it's the condition of your heart about what it is that you have it's the condition of your heart Look, the Bible never says that it's bad to have wealth or to have money scripture says it's wrong to love money but not to have money the Bible says that God is the one who gives wealth so if God gives wealth then how can how can you how can we 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 sit there and lean into a a poverty gospel mentality scripture says that if you're faithful with a little God will give you much If you're a good steward, God will give you more seed to sow, to do righteous things, right? So so there's these two extremes that that some people tend to to kind of lean to. And I pray to God, y'all hear my heart. I really do. I pray that y'all hear my heart. We find a sinner and we acknowledge that part of love, part of what love did was it gave. And if we're supposed to emulate Christ, then two, our love or the love that should be growing within us should also be one that has a tendency, a, lean, a leaning towards generosity. So to understand the power of love, we're going to talk about love gives. Um, the main point that I, I hope that uh, you take away, and I'm going to kind of keep coming back to all day, is, is, is this line here, and it's, what you keep is all you'll have but what you give God multiplies in our lives the natural tendency again is this this mind this well well if I worked for it then it's mine it's this is mine I've done this and and I deserve it and and so we hold on to things because in our minds if we let go then then we run the risk of losing I I mean it just it makes sense if you if you have something and you give it away you now don't have something right but But actually, quite the contrary, quite the opposite. Scripture teaches us that what you keep, that's all you're going to have. But what you give, God will multiply. If you take what you have and you give it, if you take that seed and you plant it, then God can multiply it. Psalms 112, verse 5 says, Good will come to him who is generous and the one who lends freely. So the one who realizes their life isn't about keeping, isn't about mine. It's about giving. Proverbs 11.25 says, A generous man will prosper, and he who refreshes others, gives to others, will himself be refreshed. If you understand the concept of generosity, you'll be the one most refreshed, most blessed over others even. Even over the ones you give to. Jesus himself in in Acts chapter 20.35 said this, It is more blessed to give than to receive. So again, what I want to do is, is lay a foundation of this sowing and reaping and, and look at a couple of principles that, that I truly do pray will encourage us within our generosity. And, and I want y'all to hear, hear, hear this side too. Guys, I, I am beyond blessed within the last, just this last week, um, I, I'm talking to a generous people. Uh, this last week we had, my, my wife had done a, uh, we, we had gotten a call from United Way here in, in Lamar County and and they were talking about how our local Boys and Girls Club didn't have a whole lot in their pantry. Uh, and with spring break coming up, and things were going to be you know just tight on some children that would normally rely on the schools for lunches and food. And, and so we went, or Melissa went over there. At, at, over Christmas, there was a, a couple that had, had graciously... Um, Given towards our outreach program, and so I, I told Melissa, look, I don't want to just throw this on the people. We have people that have already given to this. Let's let's just go buy a a ton of spaghetti sauce and spaghetti. That's that's what they were asking us for, and it was something easy. And so they she she went and bought a bunch of it and took it over to the Boys and Girls Club. Walked into the Boys and Girls Club and saw the pantry um, for hundreds of kids right here in Lamar County that she said was. Was like more bare than ours, and look, I walk into our pantry, I'm like, "There's nothing," and she said, "Corey, it's there's nothing there." And so she got on uh, our Facebook post. There's we have a a women's group. She said, "Can I just post it to our women's group, guys?" And again, to in honor y'all's generosity, y'all showed up so much that it we had Melissa has a it's it's an expedition, the long one, and and it filled it front to back, top to bottom. Um, just with food that you guys brought in to donate for for people this week that otherwise would have gone hungry. The smiles that we saw on people's faces, man. Yeah. Um, And so I I pray you hear my heart as I'm talking about this. I'm not talking about this because uh, it's something you're not doing, but it is something that each and every one of us need to acknowledge and realize is a part of the love of God. So much more so than, than maybe we're even used to or accustomed to doing. The first principle of uh, reaping and sowing is, is honestly, it's an, it's, an, it's an obvious one. You reap what you sow. If you plant a seed in good ground, you're going to get a harvest from that seed. If you plant an apple, you're going to get an... Hey, look at you guys. We'll try this side, see if there are any better. If you plant an orange seed, you're going to get a... Oh, man, one of you, one of you we're going to have to do some work. You reap what you sow. What you plant is what you're going to get. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's basic logic, right? If you smile at someone, chances are highly likely that you'll also receive a smile back. If you offer forgiveness to others, it's, it's more likely that they're more willing, more apt to offer forgiveness in return. If you treat your wife with love and respect, if you don't, she gives you hell. No, but it's it, it, there's an understanding. It's the same principle. You you reap what you sow. If you plant seeds of forgiveness, you're going to reap seeds of forgiveness. If you're if you're reap if you're planting seeds of of, of generosity, you're going to reap generosity. It's these things within all of our lives. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. I mean, it's pretty black and white, pretty simple. But reading on, Paul said that that if you sow seeds of unrighteousness, so so much more than than just finances, if you you sow seeds of unrighteousness, if you do wicked things, then you're going to have wicked responses to what it is you do. You'll reap what you sow. So what you give, God multiplies. What you keep is all you'll have. The second principle of sowing and reaping is this. Not only do you reap what you sow, but you'll actually reap more than you sow. Again, when you think about it, it really is just a basic understanding. When you plant a seed in good, in good ground, you will reap more than you sow because within every seed is the potential for hundreds more. You plant... That apple tree or that orange tree that doesn't produce a banana—you plant it. You're not just going to get one orange or one apple, right? The tree will produce so many, and each one of those with the with the with the, with the seed inside of it to then produce that many more. So not only do you reap what you sow, but you'll actually reap more than what it is you sow. Jesus talked about this principle in Matthew 13. He he said that there was a a sower, a farmer, and and this farmer was going out and he was spreading his seed, just flinging it, throwing his seed everywhere, and and some fell on great ground, some fell on some eh, kind of ground, and just different places. But it talks about the return that this sower got. It said there was 30-fold, there was 60-fold, there was 100-fold. Why? Because you'll reap more than what you sow. What you keep is all you'll ever have, but what you give, God multiplies. So, uh, again, continuing looking at, at this idea, this understanding of sowing and reaping, I want to give you three truths today. And three truths uh, that, that I pray you, you internalize and truly take to heart. Because in relation to giving, it, it, will cause, it will cause you to take account of where you are in your life. Some people say, yes, Corey, I, I've, been a, I've been a great giver my life, and now I'm in a season of harvest. Your giving doesn't stop even in a season of harvest. Others of you are like, man, Corey, I don't even have anything to give. I, I don't know that I even like giving. And, and to you, I, I hope these truths encourage you, build in you this, this faith, this, this uh, momentum to be able to say, okay, God, if this is a part of you and I want to be all in you, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step into more of this. The first one is that your heart matters when you give. Your heart matters when you give. The attitude of, the attitude of your heart, it, it matters when you give. Second Corinthians 9 is, is actually where I want to I stay for the rest of, of our, our time here together. And, and there's this passage where, again, Paul is writing and, and picking up in verse six Second Corinthians 9 starting in verse 6. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Again, uh, this is just basic understanding of if you, if you put two seeds, you're going to get two trees. If you throw a hundred seeds, you, you, may get, you, know, you may not get a hundred, but you're going to get a lot more than if you just planted two. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows generously will also reap generously. And then it says each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly, not under compulsion or obligation, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. I, uh, I heard a, a story recently. There was this mom, and she was trying to teach her, her daughter the principle of tithing. And so she had been having conversations with her, talked with her. And, and, and so she said, all right, Sunday morning, we're getting ready to go to church. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of see how this goes, see if, if what I've been saying works. And so she set her daughter down, and she, she pulled out a five and a one, and she handed them to her daughter, and she said, hey, one of these is for God, and one's for you. So they get to church, and. And you could see the little girl's hands in her pocket. She's kind of holding on to them, fumbling around with them. And, and it came time for the basket being passed. Obviously, it's pre-COVID. They could pass a basket. And so They were passing the basket, and, and the mom's kind of just, just looking out of the corner of their eye. Now the daughter's got both out, and she's kind of holding on to them. She's, she's just looking at them. And, and finally, when that bucket comes, I mean, just, just as sure as anything, she drops that one in the bucket, puts the five in her pocket, smiles real big, and hands the basket on. After church, mom, mom looks at her and says, honey, I, I saw you gave the one and you kept the five. Was, was there a reason you did that? And she said, well, the, the preacher said God loves a cheerful giver, and I'd be a lot more cheerful with a five than a one. <laughs> Look, the truth is, I think that's, that's how a lot of us approach giving. That's how a lot of us approach giving. We believe that we'll be happier if we, if we hold on, if we keep more for ourselves. But a life of generosity, one, a life that recognizes that, that part of God's love, part of the love that we're supposed to emulate, love gives. If you recognize that love gives, then you start to recognize that tithing isn't about giving God one out of ten. Tithing is, is something that's brought up in, in Scripture. You see it mentioned just, just a couple times. But, but with this, it's this idea that you're supposed to give 10%. And, and mentally, a lot of times, we say, if, if I have a dollar, then here's a dime. That's got to go to Jesus. But more so than that, because it's about the heart that matters, it, it's, uh, it's not about giving God one out of 10. So much more so as it's about giving God the first, even, maybe even before the other nine show up in your life it's about giving God the first it's this expression that God I'm trusting you with all of it it's this way in everything and 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 I pray you hear this this stretches across the board it's not just about your finances in everything in your day there's part of your day that you should tithe to God if you give him the first part of it then the rest of it will be blessed look prayer works all day long but there's something special about doing it first whatever you honor God with first Whenever you honor God first with something, the rest of whatever you give to him will be blessed. The rest of whatever you give to him will be blessed. If you honor God with the first of your day by praying first in the day, you'll see the rest of your day is blessed. The beginning of this year, we, uh, we did a, a time of prayer and fasting for, for our, our church And look, I truly believe because we made a conscious decision to give God the first of our year, I truly believe that the rest of our year is blessed. I believe that I can just rely on God, seek him, trust him, and I don't have to worry about what comes or what looks like may happen. Why? Because God, I know I'm giving you first and foremost, and because of that, I'm trusting you with the rest. The same is true with our money. It's not about financing God. It's about honoring him as first. In our lives. I, uh, I, I, I looked up the word generous in the dictionary. Do you all know when you look up the word generous and you look up the anonym, the opposite of generous, the first word that comes up? I, I mean, I'm thinking stingy, uh, you know, something like that, but it was actually the word miser. The very opposite of generous, the very first word that came up was miser. Misers, it's it's where we derive miserable from. When we have an attitude, when we don't don't recognize that love gives, when we're not giving from a cheerful heart, we literally are, are on a pace towards a miserable life. You may not enjoy being generous. But I would encourage you to, to give until you love it. You're going to find, look, it's more blessed to give than to receive. You, you may initially be sitting there holding on to stuff tight and, and then all of a sudden, I encourage you, give and, and watch what happens. Watch slowly as, as you don't all of a sudden recognize the joy that it is to bless somebody else's life. Whatever you keep, it's all you have. Whatever you give, God multiplies. Your heart matters when you give. The second principle that I want to point out is, is, is just quite simply look, you cannot outgive God. You can't. You cannot. You will not outgive God. Continuing on in 2 Corinthians uh, verses 8 through 10, it says this. And God is able to make, okay, now, now I, look, I pray y'all catch this because a lot of times I say the word give and people immediately go to, he's talking about money. But watch this. And God is able to make all grace. Abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, he has scattered abroad his gifts to the poor. Again, we're we're relating back to this idea, this metaphor, this farmer, this this sower who's who's sowing the seeds that he has. He has a basket of seeds. Does it do any good to leave the seeds in the basket? No. What does he do? He throws them everywhere. He sows the seed. He's giving his gifts. So in your life, what is it that you carry? What basket that you have? What seeds do you have to give? Your time, the gifts that God's given you, the abilities he's given you. You have your heart, your words. Your words are are a seed that you have that you can give. Your things, your financial resources, yeah, those, those are included too, but it's so much more. The Bible says he's scattered abroad, his gifts to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. And then look at this in verse 10. Verse 10 says, now he... Who supplies seed to the sower? Who does God supply seed to? Come on, help me. Who does God supply seed to? The sower. Who's the sower? There you go. In other words, God's just looking for someone who loves to pour it out, and that's who he supplies. He gives everybody gifts. What you do with those gifts, you can hold on to it, and that's all you'll have. Or or you can start sowing those gifts. You can start giving those gifts, and then God supplies seed to the sower. Continues on, it says, and bread for food will also supply. He will also supply, and he will increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So the the Bible says that God will also increase your store of seed. Enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Whatever gift that you think you have, as soon as you start sowing it, God can then multiply that gift and make it even bigger. When you sow generously, you reap generously, and he increases the storehouse that the seed contains. You have more seed to give, and, and, and and, and here's what he'll do. He, 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 will, he will increase the store, the, the st- where you store your seed, but so much more. He will increase, he'll enlarge the, the, the harvest of your righteousness. It, it doesn't say he's going to make you monetarily rich. It doesn't say that all of a sudden money will be flowing from heaven. What it says is it promises he's going to make you more like himself. How, how so, Corey? Because God so loved the world that he gave you're more like God when you give. And, and, and here's the thing, you can't outgive them. You cannot outgive God. It's, it's like this compounding interest, this snowball effect. But it's in every aspect, every area of our life. So so now if, if you sow joy, now you've got compounding joy. You sow peace, now you've got compounding peace, compounding fulfillment, compounding influence. Why? Because we're planting seeds, and God increases the harvest of your righteousness. The people that are impact, the harvest of your righteousness. Guys, the people that you impact. You can't outgive God. I'm gonna wrap up with my, my third and, and final point here, guys. And I'm gonna have the band go ahead and come on up and, and play as I close. Because, but this last one, I, I pray you don't miss this. Because all of it, we're, we're alluding to it right there at the end, but this is the point of giving. The third thing I want you to understand is this, people, the people you live among, the family that you know, the neighbors that you you live beside, the the co-workers that you work with, the the other students that you go to school with, people will thank God because of what you give. I I love that this this point ties right in with our our vision scripture here, Exodus 34.10, which Uh, That that last part says, the people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. The people you live among will see how awesome. Well, well, why? They, They will see his work in our lives as we operate in every aspect of God's love. As we operate in every aspect of God's love, the people we live among will see his work in that. People's lives will be changed because of your giving. Continuing on, 2 Corinthians 9-11, it, it says this. It says, you will be made rich in, in, in what? Financially only. You will have more money. No. Guys, look, man, don't, 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 don't you dare limit the blessings of God to just wanting more money. He's so much bigger, and he wants so much more for you. You will be made rich in every way. What is that? That's, that's, in, your, that's in your relationships. That's, that's the relationship with your children's lives that, that you're wondering, God, is, is this, is this going to work? That's in your marriage, you and your spouse. Eh, there, may be, there may be issues of fighting and, and going back and forth. And you will be made rich in every way. Generations to come, generations to come, you will be made rich in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Not so you can hoard it yourself, not so you can sit on it, not so it's all mine, 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 but but so that you can be generous on every occasion. And then he says, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. The people you live among will see how awesome it is, the work that God is doing. People around the world will thank God because of your generosity. When you sow seed, guys, God God gives more seed. A- and you can keep it. You can keep it and that's all you'll have. Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe we're going to be somebody who's different. Maybe God's doing a new thing in this place. And, and maybe as, a, as opposed to keeping it, we're going to recognize that God so loved the world that he gave. And, and so we too can then can give with the confidence, the understanding that We're not we're not letting go so much as we're we're letting God. If you give it back, He will increase your harvest of righteousness. And because of that, people around the world will thank God on behalf of you. God can increase the harvest of righteousness. Look, every time somebody's life is changed, it's it's because somebody took the time to sow seeds into soil it may have initially been hard soil the soil that that wasn't necessarily fertile but but as you keep on sowing as you keep on sowing as you keep on sowing all of a sudden even hard ground can be turned to good nutrients can be added in you can restore life to people Someone took the time to sow seeds into soil, and, and because of that, generations will be different. Generations will be different because of that faithfulness. Guys, I, generations will be different based on whether or not we can grab this concept of giving. Giving. And again, I, I pray you hear me. I'm not, I'm not preaching this because I don't think you're not doing it. What I, look, I'm, I'm preaching this because, because this is a part of God's love. God so loved the world that he gave. And, and we have to recognize and see that part of love, the power of love is, is in giving. God has made us rich. God has made each and every one of us rich. Not, not so that, that we can drive better cars or, 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 or live this life of luxury. God made us rich so that we can be generous on every occasion. So that our generosity will result in people seeing how good, how awesome it is, the work that God is doing right here in our community. Guys, as a church, as a a group of people, we've gotta strive to be better. To quit hoarding onto our own and and recognize God's love is about giving. And that when we give, people will thank God for our generosity. We're gonna be about saying, God, whatever it is that you've given me, whatever it is, whatever seed that I have, Lord God, I, I give back to you so that you can multiply it for your kingdom. I, I pray, guys, that, that we don't that we don't sit there and just start hoarding thinking this is just for us within our four walls or or some ridiculous idea. This building, it's a community center. (laughs) You may say I go to church there, but it's not what it is. We didn't build this so we could go to church. We built this so that the people we live among will see how awesome it is, the work that we're doing. The only way they do that, the only way the community sees that, is when we realize, man, guys, these are my neighbors, these are my people, and I'm going to invite them to a place where they can feel welcome. I'm going to invite them into a place where they can hear that God loves them so much that he gave up his only life, his only son. Love gives. Love gives. Love. Love gives. If you bow your heads with me as I close. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father, for the life that was given so that I might have life. The life that was given so that that the people here, right, that they might have life. So that the people tuning in online, so that they might have life, Lord. So that the people around the world, the world over, could have life. You gave so generously. And Father, I pray that that you would would impress that upon our hearts in such a way that that it would transform us and and in doing so, enlarge the harvest of righteousness. God, I pray that you would bless your people in every way, in every aspect of their lives, Lord God. Again, with every head bowed, every eyes closed, I, I know there's people here that are dealing with with heartache, with hurt, with different aspects. It may be a job, it may be a relationship with whatever it is, but but real quickly I want to pray for you. If you're online and, and there there's an area that, that you feel like God I man this area this is this has been hard. This has been hurtful. I, I just want you to type in the comments praying. If you're here, I'd love to see your hand. I'm not going to call you up. I'm not going to call you out. I just want to pray for you where you're at. Awesome. Hands, hands. Anybody else? Hands, hands, hands. Awesome, guys. Awesome. 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 Let's do this. Guys, stand up with me, if you will, as I close out in prayer. And part of the reason I do this, it's... It's, I want us to recognize, too, that we're in this together. We're, we're standing together. We, guys, those, you, you may not have lifted your hand, but, but you're in this just as much with the person next to you that did. You're the encouragement. It's your generosity in their life that gets them through their dark moments, and then it's that same love that they pour back into you that gets you through yours. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those that were willing to lift a hand this morning, that were willing to say, God, I, I need help in this area. I, I I'm struggling here. And Father, I I pray that they would recognize this morning your word, your truth. That, Father, the more we give, the more you open up the harvest of righteousness, the the store of seed within our own lives. And so, Father, whatever gift it is that they do have, I, I pray this morning that they would start sowing it, that they would start giving it, Lord God. We could keep it, Lord, and that's all we'll have, but we could plant it. And when we plant it, Lord God, the, 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 the opportunity, the, the seed of thousands is contained. And we trust you to multiply it. God, I pray that people wouldn't even be able to leave the building today without reaching out and blessing someone close to them. A phone call, a lunch. Lord God, whatever it is, just, just letting somebody know that they care. Giving, Lord God. I pray that they would see the gifts that you've already given them as so much more than just a talent, Lord God, but but as a seed that they can sow. They can sow into the church by serving. They can sow into the community. That they would use the talents that you've given them, God. I pray that they would live in a season of harvest because they were faithful to sow seeds that you've given. Father, we thank you for a love that gave for each and every one of us it's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a blessed, blessed Sunday. Remember, love gives. Look for your opportunity. God bless you.